Hello and welcome to the Talking Outsourcing Podcast. My name is Mark Kobayashi-Hillary. In this podcast, I'm talking with Paul Smith, who's the Executive Chairman of Outsourcing for Harvey Nash. Now, Harvey Nash is very well known around the world for um, its recruitment consulting services, uh, but they also provide other outsourced services such as um, BPO and IT services. Uh, we talked a little bit about the, uh, the green shoots of economic recovery, the market, particularly in Vietnam, where Harvey Nash does a lot of its outsourcing services, and social media and how it's changing the outsourcing marketplace. Okay, Paul, so uh, thanks for speaking with me. Um, no problem. Thanks. Well, the first thing I wanted to ask, I mean, I mean really, uh, you know, last two years have been very difficult in the, the service sector, um, you know, in high tech services included. Um, are, are you seeing um, any green shoots of recovery yet? Well, I think um, it depends which part of the service sector um, you're looking at from an offshoring and outsourcing perspective. Uh, I think um, we've not really suffered as badly as some of the other sectors, simply because a lot of the revenues in the um, outsourcing environment are annuity revenues based on long-term contracts. Mm. Um, what's happened is we have seen a number of contracts uh, being uh, shortened, and we've seen contracts that um, have taken longer to come to fruition, uh, and there's been much more aggressive negotiations around contracts. And I think that's a dynamic that is... Um, uh, is a global dynamic on outsourcing. But at the same time, there's also, I think, tremendous interest and activity around outsourcing simply because people need to get more for less. Mm. So CIOs are under big pressure at the moment. Right. Uh, so certainly um, people are taking longer to make decisions. Um, it, so they, they still require um, outsourcing um, as a service, but uh, they're sort of taking longer to make those decisions and it's just taking longer to get the deals through. Yes, but there are more deals on the table simply because um, the CEO is trying desperately to cut costs and to remove long-term um, commitment. Right. And okay. that, that moves them automatically to an outsourcing um, dynamic. Okay. I mean, when we spoke last year, I mean, the, the growth of Harvey Nash uh, or the work that you were doing was something like, um, I think, three, 300% year on year, something like that. The, you know, the, the sort of uh, outsourcing business. I mean, has, has this sort of changed? I mean, are you seeing a sort of, um, I mean, not, not, I'm not saying that there's a, a massive reduction in business, but is it just taking longer to, to get those deals signed? Um, yeah, it's taking longer, longer to get the deals signed. The deals are bigger. Um, uh, we're certainly seeing that. I mean, uh, since we spoke, uh, we uh, signed a 54 million euro deal with Alcatel Lucent right. um, to outsource the research and development um, of their 3G uh, telecommunications. That has had a very, very significant impact, as you can imagine, on our business. And there's been a series of deals that we've signed since then. So outsourcing for us, especially as Harvey Nash is in the recruitment business, Mm. Um, as you would see, or anybody will see in our recent um, half-year interims, um, has been um, a, a really strong performer and has uh, really showed our performance as being, or, or justified our performance as being higher than most of our competitors as a direct result. Right. And, and um, I mean, just to follow on then, do you see a, a, a change somewhat uh, that you're looking at new types of um, quite high-end 
um, services then? I mean, if that's uh, in the sort of R&D area. Well, I think there always, you know, there's, there's always now um, people looking to use the skills that are available. I, I mean, if you look at the skill levels in the UK, um, we'll be looking for 78,000 new IT people next year just in the UK. They're not available. And so what's happening is, is that gradually those skills are building up in um, uh, uh, emerging markets in India and China, Vietnam, and for us in Vietnam, um, and it's they're increasingly being used to innovate. Right. Yeah. And and I think there will be a, a considerable move as companies globalize. Um, it won't matter where they do it; they'll do it in the cheapest, most productive um, place that they possibly can. Okay. And so, I mean, mentioning that that you do a lot of work in Vietnam. Um, you know, one of the effects that we've seen um, of of the global economic slowdown is that some of the problems that places like India suffered, like the uh, the uh, the attrition of staff being very high and wage inflation being higher than was probably sustainable. I mean, a lot of those um, actual problems that we used to see seem to have been resolved. Uh, you know, they they've almost resolved themselves um, because of the increased competition for good jobs. So, so how, is, how is Vietnam faring uh, against maybe a market like India? Okay, I think, I think the, the dynamic in India is India has suffered very dramatically from a lot of its uh, major outsourcing contracts being cancelled during recession. And, an, and people like, for instance, just Lehman's, um, large numbers of people suddenly coming onto the market. So actually some of the costs have gone down um, and uh, there are more people available to fill the jobs. But there is still a 30% um, attrition rate in India. Um, you know, the average attrition rate in, in, in the software development environment is still incredibly high. Mm. Um, in Vietnam, uh, Vietnam has not suffered as badly as most countries. Um, you know, their, frankly, their growth has gone from 7.8% to a predicted 6.4% this year. Um, their challenge has been uh, uh, their export markets have declined, and therefore, but what they did was to take some very rapid steps economically in the country in order to prevent that. They've seen some cost escalation, particularly in, in foodstuffs, which has impacted them, um, and, and clearly um, the financial crisis worldwide has impacted their, their market, but recovery has already happened in Vietnam. Uh, now, what we're seeing in Vietnam is still very low churn rates. So we're still sub 6% in staff churn rates in our business. And we're seeing very low salary escalation. Mm. So we're still looking at between 15 and 20% um, increased uh, productivity and better cost value for money in Vietnam than we are, for instance, India or China. Right, okay. Well, I mean, and talking about these uh, the um, remote um, offshore staff, I know that I know that a lot of the services that you provide are quite often provided to local customers, and that's a sort of uh, model that a lot of people seem to be adopting as the the offshoring market matures. Um, cer- certainly, we've seen organisations in the last year, like BT, putting a lot more focus on customer services delivered locally from. The UK for their UK consumers. I mean, in general, um, do you think that um, this this is a trend that that is escalating now? I think 
there are two areas you should consider when considering outsource. The first thing is the customer front-end customer contact environment, uh, so the contact centers, the call centers, and the second one, of course, is the uh, the back office functionality where contact with the customer is where um, it is more a uh, a, a development uh, or a product a production type environment uh, that is outsourced. But if you look at call centers, I think that there appears to me uh, to be a dynamic of companies moving their call centers back into the UK in order to make sure that they maintain their customer service. In declining markets, customers are, are even more king than they are in, in buoyant markets, and uh, companies can get complacent, complacent when markets are buoyant. Yeah. So I think the dynamic will increase. There will be more and more people soaking up the additional available labor, for instance, in the UK as a result of unemployment um, uh, in order to provide customers with better service. Okay, and talking of um, providing a better service to customers, I've noticed um, a lot more cons- uh, companies, particularly uh, B2C, companies that work directly with consumers, exploring social media and, and working not just through contact centers, but uh, you know also through uh, mediums such as Facebook and Twitter to, to actually sort of create a direct connection in, and a dialogue actually in that way. Is this uh, something that you've seen and, and how do you think this is developing? Well, I have a personal view and I do underline this is a personal view and I'm sure people would disagree with me, but my view is ignore uh, social media at your peril if you're in the business either as a consumer or business to business. Um, you know, the iPhone PDAs are becoming absolutely vital for communications. So making sure applications are designed to be read by a PDA in a nice, easy way. And it's amazing how many major companies' uh, websites can't be seen and, and manipulated properly over an iPhone, for instance, um, is important. Twitter is becoming a really valuable marketing uh, viral marketing media that gets messages across into the consumer market very rapidly. Facebook, uh, once again, more and more people are using Facebook. LinkedIn is one that is um, used dramatically in the business environment as well. So my view is that every company should be considering their marketing and their customer-facing mix, the use of as many of these social media mechanisms as possible and should open their minds to getting their own people using it as well uh, and give the freedom to um, their individual uh, sales teams to start to get involved in these sorts of social media environments in a controlled way, of course. And do you think then that sort of even that's even applicable where you've got a sort of uh, a B2B relationship? So even where companies generally selling to other companies that you know companies that are buying services now expect more of a dialogue and more transparency then yes and i think you know harvey nash interestingly i think are leading the way on this because uh we were one of the first in fact we were the first uh, recruitment executive recruitment and it recruitment company to um to have a service developed specifically for iphone um, and I think we're still number one in the recruitment market in terms of number of um, hits and usages over iPhone um, uh, in, in the recruitment market. So we also use Twitter. Uh, we use SMS. Um, we use all sorts of mechanisms now to communicate with can- candidates and clients because the whole dynamic of the market is it has to be rapid and fast. And there's also the big, big issue that so many people forget and that is that we have what's called Generation Y. 
Generation Y, our digital generation, is being brought up in a completely different environment to previous generations because now there is an immediacy to their needs which was never never was possible in previous generations. So if you want to market into the consumer environment, you have to be immediate. And being immediate means you know social networks, Twitter, and PDA environments. Okay, Paul, that's great. Thanks for that update. Thanks very much for downloading the Talking Outsourcing podcast. For more information about the Talking Outsourcing blog, go to computing.co.uk and click on blogs. And for information about the new Talking Outsourcing book just out this month, go to talkingoutsourcing.com. Thanks for listening.